Welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. He said, with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. If you don't have a leg, you don't have a problem. If you don't have a hand, you don't have a problem. If you don't have mouth and hearts, Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Say, thank God I have a mouth. <laughs> thank God I have a heart. Glory to God. It's with the heart that man believes. In Isaiah 53 verse 1, he said, who had believed our report? Glory to God. And that's why you see, even in Proverbs, it talks so much about the mouth, the heart, and the ear. Amen. Because the believing can happen if you can't hear the reports. You can't even believe it. Amen. Praise God. But say, thank God I can, I can hear. Thank God I can believe. And thank God I can speak. Look at the scripture. Now, even when Jesus was saying Mark 11, 23 and 24, he said, if you, that he believes in his heart and confesses with his mouth, he will say unto this mountain. And he believes those things that he said. He shall have, amen, what he said. Mark eleven twenty four. Twenty three. He shall have whatsoever he says, but he will believe it in his heart. Amen. That means he does not doubt it in his heart. Most of the time, our labor in the world is a laboring to believe. Amen. Are we together? The reason why we're spending time hearing it again and again and again and again is that believing has not happened. Glory to God. It has not registered in our hearts. Well, maybe that's for somebody. Amen. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17. Amen. Can we read the scripture together? I want to go. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord. <laughs> so what I want to bring out here first is this. Understanding is a continuous experience. It's not a past experience. I understood. No. Understanding. Amen. Keep understanding. Amen. Glory to God. Understanding. Say, um, last year, you know, my um, a friend was sharing a story with us about how they needed someone to drive them. And um, actually, as a Reverend Tain, they were sharing that story. And then they need someone to drive them. So, when they were not asking, because the person that's supposed to drive them wasn't around. So they were not asking around, who can drive, who can drive. So one guy said, he could drive. Please, you drive us to Susu, please. So he entered the vehicle. Then they handed over the key to him. Then he turned and said, please, can you show me? I forgot how this to start car. I can drive, but it's been a long time, so I forgot how to start the car. So can you show me how to start the car? <laughs> Amen. 
So let's use that experience to say, maybe before he understood. Now he does not understand again. Amen. The scripture did not say, be ye not unwise, but understand or be someone that once understood, amen, what the will of the Lord was. No. It's saying that today, understand today. Tomorrow, understand tomorrow. Next month, understand next month. Amen. Understanding what the will of the Lord is. There are two things I mentioned. I think it was on Sunday. I said, when it comes to understanding God's will, renewing the mind and following the leading of the Spirit play a very important role. Any believer that neglects renewing his mind will have challenges working in God's perfect will. Any believer that neglects the leading of the Spirit will have challenges working in God's perfect will. My focus this evening is to bring you to the place where you understand the role of effectual fervent prayer in understanding the will of God. That's what I want to share with you this evening. If your spiritual upbringing, whatever doctrine you embraced, that belittles the place and the position of prayer, that doctrine has done you a great injustice. Amen. You will see the scripture. You know, now because we're trying to teach, we pick one verse of scripture. But the thought didn't start from verse 17. The thought started from verse 8. And runs beyond 17. Are we together? But let me just show you 18 so you understand. Then we'll go back to 8. Hold on. Go back to 17. I want you to read it together. Alright? So you understand. Want to go? Let's read. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine, because that's not where you understand it. Wherein is essence, but be filled with the Spirit. He's connecting the infilling of the Spirit with understanding the will of the Lord. Are you getting it? Be filled with the Spirit, you know, some people don't understand it. I had been in services where somebody, a guy walked up to me and said, wow, the service was wonderful. I was filled with the Spirit. So, and I knew he was not saved. You know, so I said, you're like, you got born again today? He said, no, no, I, um, I'll take my time, you know, but I was filled with the Spirit. So I understood what he was saying. Maybe he was excited. Amen. Are you understanding me? You know, was excited. He was stirred somehow. The service tickled his fancy. That's not what it means to be filled with the Spirit. Filled with the Spirit is an experience that the Scriptures clearly mean what it says. Amen. So, but um, because we use the way we use English words today, we miss out on some meanings. When he said, be filled with the Spirit, anytime you see the scripture says, and Jesus was full of the Spirit, what it implies was that he was under the influence. Amen. Are we together? Are we together? That means that the reason why he is doing what he is doing is because the Spirit is moving him. So you can't be filled with the Spirit and not be under the influence of the Spirit. That's why I use the word, be not drunk with wine. The same way somebody will drink. Normally a guy walks like this. He walks straight. Then when he's drunk, he starts saying, hey, hey, hey. He doesn't want to go this way. He wants to go this way. But the wine is going the way that the bottle fell. Are you understanding me? 
<laughs> Are you understanding me? So he, he, he's going this way. He says, ah, oh, I'm coming to you. I'm coming, I'm coming to you. He, he intends to come this way. But he is filled with spirits. Vodka. Are you understanding me? So it is moving him this way. The scripture is saying, hey, hey, if you will have anything influence your judgment, let it be the Holy Ghost. That means, the experience of being filled with the Spirit does not happen if you don't drink much. You don't take a sip and get drunk. No. Tipsy and drunk are not the same thing. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Tipsy and drunk is not the same thing. Drunk means that at that point, the drink has taken over. Amen. It has taken over. The guy intends to say something. His brain. What he intends to say, it doesn't come out that way. Are you understanding me? What he intends to do, it doesn't come out that way. So, you will stay in the place of prayer until the Holy Ghost influences your judgment. Amen. He influences your judgment. When your judgment is influenced, you will come out of that place with boldness. Amen. Because you are no more seeing the thing the way you saw it before you entered the place of prayer. Am I communicating? If you finish praying, you come out, you are still afraid. No, you are not yet full of the Spirit. You are not yet full of the Spirit. So you stay again until either you will hear or see something that alters your perspective on that matter. Amen. Listen to me. If you want to fulfill destiny, you have to constantly allow God alter your perspective in prayer. Amen. You have to constantly allow God alter your perspective in prayer. So, somebody will come and tell you, ah, did you hear that uh, so, 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 so is happening? Ah, you have to have this amount of money or this amount of capital or you don't have to know this place for it to work. You say, ah, that means that we, it's not for us. Then you go and start praying. Suddenly, you say, why, why is it not for us? Amen. Why, why, why is it not for me? Why? It means that the Holy Spirit is altering your perspective about that matter in the place of prayer. Am I communicating? So, I, I'll, show you, uh, I'll show you this because I was explaining that when the scripture talks about the will of God, it's Connected to prayer. Hallelujah. So verse 18, there is prayer. It's prayer. And to prove to you now, now that you are filled with the Spirit, read the next verse. Read the next verse. Then he answers verse 19. Speaking. You will be quiet again. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Why is there melody in your hearts? There is victory, a victory song inside you. Amen. Your perspective has been altered. And truly, sometimes people are drunk, they talk and they sing. They talk and they sing. You will start talking. Amen. I say you will start talking. Speaking. Someone was asking, 
uh, I, I think he said, is verse 19 an effect of verse 18? Or what produces verse 18? Amen. Are you with me? Is the speaking a product of being filled? Or the speaking is what gets you filled? And I love the answer Papa Hagin gave. He said both. Amen. <laughs> it depends on where you are coming from. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. That means you can speak until you are filled. And when you are filled, you will speak. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Pray in tongues for a moment. Mandalabaco Bredo, Brigadier Telegate, Zuprahande ekletes eliba hando bregado bregadie. In the name of Jesus. Now listen. When it comes to God's will, The intention to fulfill the will of God for your life is not enough for it to make it happen. Amen. Did you hear me? The intention to fulfill God's will for your life is not enough. That's why the scripture says, For it is God that worketh in you both to will and to do. That means that if prayer is absent, you have many intentions that will never come to fruition. Are you, have you not been in places where you know that you are supposed to sow a seed but you have not sown it? It's not that you don't have it too. You know that you are supposed to finish reading the book of Ephesians this month but you have not even started. Have you not been there before? You, you know what you are supposed to do. But you have not just done it. So, when it comes to fulfilling God's will, willpower is not enough. Amen. No. Listen, look at the ministry of Jesus. Jesus needed the strengthening of an angel for him to pray. Are you understanding me? That he wanted to pray was not enough. He had to be strengthened from heaven. Listen. As you set your heart to walk in God's perfect will for you, the Spirit of God will begin to lead you majorly on the path of prayer. It is that strengthening, amen, that makes things work out. Are you listening to me? There is no believer that has come to that place where he begins to understand what God wants him to do that was not prompted, nudged on the path of prayer. Whether they yielded to it or not is another thing, but they always be prompted. Because listen to me, the way the kingdom is designed, <laughs> the only way we bet things is the prayer way. Amen. Hallelujah. So, and this prayer I'm talking about is not 
for the food we are about to eat, we thank you, Lord. Are you understanding me? It's not bless my mommy, bless my daddy. And every other person. It's not that kind of prayer. We were introduced to the prayer that bets destiny. Amen. For the believer. That's what James 5 was teaching. I want to go there. That's what James 5. Before, before I get to James 5, let me just show something to you. Now, go to Romans 5.17. Then we'll go to James. In Romans 5.17, popular verse. For if by one man's death reign by... Um, if by one's offense death reign by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Everybody say reign in life. Say it again, shall reign in life. That some translation says that we shall reign as kings in this life. So, walking in God's perfect will is reigning. Amen. Are we together? You are reigning. And then he said, by the gift of righteousness shall reign. Why is he talking about the gift of righteousness? That this right standing that God gave you. Amen. You need that consciousness of it to reign. If not, every day of your life you'll be fighting condemnation. Amen. And you'll not have time to reign. Imagine a, a king. Listen, no. Imagine a king. They just installed him. You are now the king. Then just after they told him you are the king, someone asked, eh, hey. This is coming to you. You are actually not a Rewona's son. <laughs> He's laughing. But now his king go. He said, eh. eh, actually, what happened? You know, um, they now start telling you tales by moonlight. And they show you documents to convince you that you know his actual son. You know that your kingship is affected already. You, nobody knows, only the person. I say, um, this, in this kingdom, somebody looking at you, so you say, I'm not shouting for you. Why are you apologizing? Are you understanding me? Something is questioning your sonship. Amen. And as long as question your sonship, you will not reign as you should reign. Now, the king is before people and is to make a decision. Everybody has talked, they say, the final word is the king's word. Then the person that told you that you are not the real Eriwona, <laughs> amen, he's in the opposition. Are you understanding me? Then you say, well, my decision is, you say, what is your decision? He said, is your decision my decision? <laughs> What's happening to him? Condemnation. Are we together? That sense of inferiority has started setting in. He's no more sure. Nothing changed. Just this information that came that makes him doubt his lineage. Am I communicating? Listen to me. You cannot reign in righteousness or reign as kings in life without the understanding of righteousness. Is that understanding of righteousness that is the greatest confidence you carry in the place of prayer? Am I communicating? I want to go to James. Alright, so... Some people were praying, and then you hear in their prayer they say, God, I know that I'm not a very good person. Is that why the thing has been delayed? I remember when Brother Okafor prayed speedily, you answered it. Listen to me. The audacity in the place of prayer is part of what makes prayer work. Amen. Are you listening to me? Anything that punctures that audacity has already affected the potency of that prayer. Are you hearing me? The Bible says, Let us therefore come boldly. Hebrews 4.16 Let us therefore come how? Boldly. 
to the throne of grace. The focus is not the coming. It's how, the attitude with which you are coming. Let us therefore come boldly. That means the person coming in is coming the assurance that that thing is coming for is taking it. Amen. He's not going back without it. There is nothing that disqualifies him from receiving that thing. Amen. That's why he's coming boldly. And that's the understanding of righteousness. Am I communicating? Okay, so where we're going to now is Ephesians 5. Sorry, James 5. We'll look at, we'll start from 16. James 5, 16. I'll read the King James, then I'll read the Amplified. And I, I don't think we'll be able to finish it. So we'll stop where we stop. Amen. All right. Are you with me? Amen. Let's read together one to go. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Let's read next. No, no, back King James. Keep going. Uh, I want us to get to verse 17. Read. Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. He prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. Next. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruits. Pause. Go back to, let's start from verse 14. We'll come back here. Want to go? Is any among, sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Verse 15. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he had committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Verse 16. Then he now says, good. Hold on. James was teaching what he called the prayer of faith. Amen. And there is no other place in the scriptures, in the entire New Testament, that has that phrase together, the prayer of faith. Amen. Now you say, is every prayer not the prayer of faith? No, this one he was teaching is the prayer of faith. Amen. Are we together? Why is he talking about the prayer of faith? He's talking about the prayer that does not live without the answer. Amen. So he gives you the nature, the characteristics of this prayer of faith. From verse, go up again, 15. And the prayer of faith, what happens? It shall save the sick. That means if it is praised, the sick will come out of his sickness. Are we together? We are going somewhere. That this prayer of faith will make that the Lord will raise up that sick person. And this prayer of faith will even go to the point that if that person committed a sin, man, his sins will be forgiven. That means the prayer of faith receives healing. He receives forgiveness of sin. Amen. The prayer of faith, it does not live without receiving what it came for. Then we say, eh? This prayer of faith... I need to pray this prayer of faith. Verse 16. And as I confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Why is he saying pray one for another? He's saying that learn to pray this prayer of faith for one another. Amen. Because it brings healing and wholeness. Then he's still talking along the same lines. He now said the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. He's telling you that the prayer of faith is an effectual and a fervent prayer. Amen. And that it availeth much. They will say, wow. Then he gives us the example of someone that understood the prayer of faith. And he calls Elijah. Are we together? They say, Elijah. The next verse now says, Elijah was a man subject to like passion as we are. And he prayed earnestly. That it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. Meaning that, see... The example, how the prayer of faith affected nature. Amen. The prayer of faith that healed the sick, 
The prayer of faith that made a man receive forgiveness of sin. The prayer of faith that avails much. That prayer of faith that, 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 um, um, that um, avails much. The same prayer of faith is what Elijah prayed that it did not rain. Amen. And it was not a prayer he prayed mistakenly. That's why I said, and he prayed again. That means it was something he consciously did. Amen. Go back, go back. Uh, okay, thank you. Verse 18. Thank you, sorry. Verse 18. Let's read it together. One to go. And he prayed again. Listen, you will understand it and you pray it again and again. Amen. Amen. You will understand the prayer of faith and you will pray it what? Again and again. Amen. That means the prayer of faith was not something that once in a while it just happened. So I don't even know. No, no, no. It was a conscious thing. And the heaven gave rain. And earth brought forth her fruit. Glory to God. Do you know that some of the details here are not even in the story in 1 Kings? So, we'll have to look at 1 Kings and then look at this and see to understand this prayer. But my focus is this. Effectual fervent prayer. Amen. Everybody say effectual fervent prayer. Say the prayer that doesn't take no for an answer. Amen. Say the prayer that insists until it gets done. Amen. Amen. That's, what the, that's the prayer of faith. That's the prayer of faith. You know, like joke, we've been around for some time. Amen. And there are people that receive the message of faith. But they carried it and left out something in the message. Are we together? And that thing they left out is what makes the message work. Amen. You know, the Bible talks about the word of faith. And the same scripture talks about the spirit of faith. And both were things that Paul wrote. In Romans, he said, this is the word of faith which we preach. In Corinthians, he told them, he said, we, having the same spirit of faith. And he was talking about the spirit that the patriarchs had. The message today might not be the same message verbatim, but the spirit is the same. Amen. Am I communicating? If you try to carry the message without the spirits, Something big is missing. Let me explain what I'm saying. There are young folks that have been privileged to see manifestations of the Spirit in their lives. You know. And so, it's easy now to get someone to feel the Holy Ghost. It's easy to learn how to see the power of God. It's easy. But there's something that the older people, it's not just that they know the manifestations. They know the person behind the manifestations. So they cannot speak light of it. They can't play with it. So you have someone that seemingly has the manifestation, but the spirits behind it. The Bible said, look at Caleb. He said it was of another spirit. Amen. So, in the same way, they put that, oh, they said, well, you know, ah, you know, the word of God. They're the ones always argue, you know, the word of God, the word of God, the word of God, the Greek, the, the Hebrew, the Greek. <laughs> but the spirit behind the word is absent. So, they are the ones that complain about prayer. Are you understanding me? Say, no, 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 we're in the New Testament. Everything is new. As a matter of fact, we even have a new God. The one before is God. This one is God. I heard someone talking once. And I said, man. You know. Man. Listen, oh, the Holy Ghost is still as primitive as he has always been. 
Did you hear me? One of the names of God is ancient of days. Amen. Ever say ancient of days. There is no modern way to walk in God's perfect way. You see the old crude. Amen. Are you hearing me? There is no modern way. There is no modern technology. It's still the same spiritual technology of laboring in prayer until the thing comes out. It's a technology. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Are we together? It's a technology. Of bringing unseen realities into this realm. Those in ICT call it downloading. We also, in the realm of spirits, we download. That's the real download. It has to drop. When it has dropped, it has dropped. If it hasn't dropped, so, so when I hear some people teach some things, you know, I, 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 you know there's some things just to make fancy statements, not say, fake it until you make it. What is he talking? Faith is make-believe. No, faith is not make-believe. No, 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 no. Faith is not make-believe. It's not make-believe. It's not make-believe. You know, faith is a risk with 100% assurance. Faith is not a risk. Faith is a short step. It is those that are not seeing what you are seeing that feel like you are taking a risk. Because we are dealing with realities. We are not dealing with assumptions. I was with Reverend Malpara in their prayer cruise. And I told them about assumed peace and real peace. Philippians 4. Verse 6. In Philippians 4, hey, he said, Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, my brother, did he say in some things? Everything. Everybody say everything. Everything. By prayer. As if that was not enough. And supplication. Amen. <laughs> Amen. With thanksgiving. He was not just repeating words. He's talking different things. So. He's following the pattern of Jesus in prayer. When Jesus said, ask and you shall receive. Then he said, seek and you shall find. Then he said, knock and it shall be opened unto you. He was saying three different things. The asking is what Paul called prayer. The seeking is what he called supplication. Then the knocking is what he meant. When he said, ask, pray, he said, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. In another translation, he uses the word prayer, um, 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 supplication, and intercession. Amen. That's the knocking. Intercession is the knocking. And I said, with thanksgiving. The element that Jesus didn't add, Paul added thanksgiving. Amen. Prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving. The supplication is not that you made a request, you will stay there. Until they answer you. Amen. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Watch you. He said, the cycle is not complete until verse 7 happens. If verse 7 has not happened, stay there. Verse 7 says, and the peace, is a real thing he's talking about. And the peace of God. Let me ask you a question. If you, you close service now and you're going to your, pick your car, drive your car home, can you move your car if the ignition has not come on? Will you assume that it's on? I'm not I'm asking. You, you say, okay. You come in. The first thing you do is to kick the car. You hear the sound of the engine. Is that not so? Then you start engaging. Am I communicating? The ignition coming on is not an assumption. It's a real thing. 
Amen. It's so real that you can tell when it has not come on, and you can tell when it has come on. Am I communicating? So I say, oh, is ignition on? He say, I'm not hearing it, but I think. They say, are you joking? Is it on or is it not on? That's how that peace of God, when it has come, it has come. Amen. Amen. Then it says, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, that peace does not have a reason. Are you understanding me? Are you getting me? Okay, here you are now. You are praying. They are about to throw you out of your house. They've given you two weeks. Or maybe a shorter time. And then you say, Lord, I'm going to settle that matter this night. And you start praying for God's intervention. You don't even know what the intervention you need because you don't, you don't have money. You don't know whether you are, God should touch the landlord or God should give you the money. Are you understanding me? But whether it's touching the land or there should be something happening. Are you understanding me? And then you stay in that place and pray. And you are praying and praying and praying. Then a peace comes in your heart. You stand up. And then maybe somebody, if your wife or son, your spouse or your brother or sister that is living with you, you now tell them, don't worry, I've said to the matter. Then they now ask you, did the landlord call you? You say no. Uh, have they paid you that money they were saying? You say no. Then they say, um, um, so are we packing? You say no. It passes all understanding. Are you understanding me? So, so the person is trying to look for something to hold on to. Are you understanding me? But you can't give him a reasonable answer. The answer is real to you, but it's unreasonable to him. Are you understanding me? That's what I mean. It passes all understanding. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That means that throughout the season, as the situation is going on, there's something maintaining your peace in your heart. That peace is not an assumed peace. Now let me explain what I mean by assumed peace. I say we've been around for a while. You know, some fellows that started teaching the message of faith and New Testament, there's a way they taught it and communicated it. Someone will say, if you are believing God for 100,000 naira, when you pray, believe, then don't pray again. Are you understanding me? Pray once. Now, let me say something about that. Because I know I'm, I'm touching something. Amen. There are people that have understood how certain things work. Are we together? You can imitate what somebody is doing. Does not mean you've understood it. Are we together? It doesn't mean you've understood it. We are not told to imitate actions. No. We can imitate someone's faith. And if you're imitating someone's faith, you have to understand what he understands. You can't imitate someone's faith without understanding what they understand. So here you are. You say, I believe I received 100,000. Amen. As you are going. I believe I received, I received 100,000. I believe I received 100,000. If the money don't come, I don't die. <laughs> are you understanding me? That's not, no, it's not, that's not it. The peace has not come. You are running with assumed peace. This peace is a real thing. A real substance. It's, the peace is a supply. God's answer to the, what you prayed. That's what the peace is. That peace is a note of victory. Are we together? Listen to me. When you have it, you, you will know you have it. If you don't know you have it, you don't have it. Are you listening to me? You don't have it yet. So, if you are learning these things for the first time, don't follow them and say, just pray once and leave it. If you have to pray hundred times until the assurance in your heart has come, after the next time it will be 99 times. The next time it will be 98. It will finally be one time. Are we together? When you have grown. 
But don't follow just what people are doing. Amen. See, this has not settled. This has not settled. This has not settled. Please, uh, switch off your phone. You go back there. And you keep praying about it. When it has settled, even if you go to pray about it, it's the Holy Ghost that will tell you, I have settled this matter now. That prayer of faith insists until the peace has come. How did Elijah pray? Elijah went up on the Mount of Camel. I've preached this message for many years. And the first time I attempted it, I said, how did he put his head between his knees? I tried all the positions. And I could not. It was by lying down on the floor, sideways, eh? that I was able to attempt. So, what will make a man coil himself in such a position? It was like this Nadayo. Are you understanding me? I'm not, are you getting what I'm saying? That is the, is the mindset in which he was praying. That's why the Bible called it an effectual. The Amplified called it the earnest, heartfelt, continued. Amen. That's the kind of prayer Elijah prayed. That is the prayer of faith. Amen. So he put his head between his knees and prayed. Then, after a while, he brought his head out. He said, what we are praying for is rain. Has it, has it come? If it has come. If it has come. Oh, no. The guy went out and came and said, sir, nothing. He did not say, I believe I receive. He did not say, I believe I receive. He said, nothing. Another one hour. Go and check. Say, Oga, nothing. Is it this rain things that we leave it? Third time. Go and check. The guy is even going with the mind of, there is nothing, no. I understand me. Gek. Oh God, there is nothing. He, he continued. The Bible says seven times. Not four times. Seven times. There are pictures God has shown you. You will pray them out. Oh. You will pray them out. You pray, pray, pray. You go there, they didn't answer. You go back to pray. They didn't answer. You go back to pray. Until the thing shapes up. It will line up. So, Marakajaba. The Bible said the seventh time the guy came, went and came back and said, I see the sign of a man's hand, a man's fist, like a cloud. He said, that is it. Now, understand something. Elijah had already heard, but he was praying until he saw. Elijah told them, I hear the sound of abundance. He had told the king, I hear the sound of abundance. So he heard something. But he didn't settle because he had heard. He had to pray until he saw. And he stayed in that place praying, praying until something should. Amen. Glory to God. That, there are many things that are hanging because the prayer cycles are not complete. You will pray. You will pray. And you will pray. And then after a while, it will be easier for you to pray like that. Jesus said, men ought Always, Luke 18, 1. And he spake a parable to them to this end. That men ought always to pray and not to faint. Not sometimes to pray. Always. You pray, pray, pray. Now remember, you need to fry plantain. Go and fry it. Fry the plantain, fry the plantain. Finish eating it. Amen. You continue from there. You pray, 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 pray. You remember? Maybe they called you or something, something, something. You could pick. Until, listen, there are times where, listen, you know, 
There are times where the Holy Ghost will take you in prayer. There are times where you will drive yourself. This destiny we're talking about, prayer has a major, major role to play in how colorful your destiny turns out. Me, I'm this kind of person that I have problem with prayer. That's just my problem. I have problem with prayer. Oh, I don't, I don't really know how to pray. You think it's something cool. <laughs> Today, when you go back, you will say, this prayer, I will pray it. And then you will start praying. By how? By saying, Lord, I don't want to have a problem with prayer ever again. Because I heard your word today that my destiny, prayer is connected to my destiny. You already pray, no? You already pray. And then you pray in tongues. And you pray in tongues. And you pray in tongues. And you pray in tongues. Sometimes scriptures will come to your heart. Speak them forth. Read them. Continue praying in tongues. Those interruptions of scriptures that come to you sometimes is to strengthen your prayer. Open them, read them, and continue praying in tongues. Amen. Am I communicating? Some of you this night before you sleep, Satan might even tempt you now. They will take light. Don't kneel down and put your head on the pillow. There are some things you will do to your body. Your body will give up. Are you understanding me? We used to start. The reason why we used to go to that hole to pray those is that there's nowhere to sleep there. You can't sleep there. So we go. It's bush, forest. Are you understanding me? You can't even sit on the floor. There is maybe like a shrub or a tree that you can lean on. You understand? If you start praying and forget to yourself, maybe there is a snake somewhere or something will remind you of a frog. You will know that you are not alone. Are you understanding me? Those things keep you praying. Some of you, you, you want to pray, you are going to arrange the duvet. <laughs> arrange the pillow very well. Check the AC. Or your fan. You put the light dim. <laughs> what, what are you preparing for? Is it a romantic time with the Lord or what? I don't understand. <laughs> the Bible says, endure hardness as a good soldier. There are times when you want to pray. You will raise one leg up. What are you doing to yourself? You are training your body. Listen to me. Your body, this your body, is very resistant to your spirits. The Bible said the carnal mind is an enemy with God. The flesh lost it against the spirits. And they are contrary one to the other. So, your body doesn't want to pray. But he doesn't want to pray. You will keep putting it under subjection. Are you understanding me? You put it under You carry water, wash your face. There are some things you will do until you pray through. Amen. Are we together? You will pray. You 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 pray. Amen. Destiny will come out in the name of Jesus. That perfect will of God. Epaphras is one of you, labor fervently for you in prayers that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Epaphras labored fervently in prayers. This was not a casual thing. You take two glasses of juice. <laughs> when the voltage of your tongue is just two volts, 
two glasses of juice. La ya 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 la 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 la. Meets by. Then your prayer is slower than the first time you started. Instead of the temple to be rising, it's falling. Amen. Then you go on Facebook and see your classmates. Hey, this boy don't fart too. What's up? Amen. Glory to God. We will pray. In the name of Jesus. As we approach the close of the year, devote times in prayer. Hallelujah. Alright? In prayer. Spend time praying. And align your body to submit to your spirit. Your spirit always wants to pray. Amen. You pray. You pray. You pray. There are several sisters that will tell you, as they start spending time praying, ah, that week, it was as if four, three different brothers came to ask them, what's happening, what's happening? <laughs> you know? Ah, their sisters have said, nobody has asked them. Yes, and nobody is asking them anything. He said, the brothers around there say, ah, you're my sister now. I can never think marriage about you. I say, ah! Is that a good thing? <laughs> but as you are spending time praying, then it's occurring to them. Ha-ha. Why have I not asked this sister? You understand that? Because the covering cast is removed. It's the same thing in business. You've been there. Nobody has seemingly seen that your hand walk. As you start spending time praying, it's like your star starts speaking. Just as they saw the star of Jesus leading them until it got to where Jesus was, your star begins to shine. Suddenly people start looking for you. Seeing you, people start remembering you. Listen to me. Most of you, before this month ends, that's the experience you will have. People start remembering you. People will call you out of the blue, so to speak. Ah, how now? Where have you been? I was just thinking about you now. And so what's happening with you? Is that as you started praying. If you are a brother here, nobody has paid money into your account. Nobody has remembered to give you account, uh, give you money. Nobody has even thought of helping you. My brother is a spiritual problem. Christianity is not designed that way. Are you listening to me? It was not designed that way. If you are just in that state, it does not. Ah, you know, you haven't complained to somebody. You haven't complaining. They say, man, things have been rough. The guy now say, man, take care. Then he's even telling you, eh, I, 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 there's one guy I'm going to look for. I want to help him. I have this ten thousand naira that I'm. Um, Thinking who to give. But he said, ah, why did it not occur to you to give it to me? And I said, ah, you are my man now. <laughs> you understand that? <coughs> you are my man. And I said, it's not feeling bad. That is not giving you money. Are you understand what I'm saying? Some of you know what I'm talking about. It's in scripture. The Bible says, no man gave to him. That younger son that left no man gave to it. That it didn't enter their hearts. Hey, this guy that will come and say, enter Chicken Republic and say, give everybody food. He say, bombastic guy. People will start eating. They will say, even the people that are sharing the food, eat your own. They will eat. When the guy now was hungry, it did not occur to them. They say, this guy has given me something before. Let me also help him. It didn't occur to anybody. The Bible said, no man gave to him. The thing that makes people's hearts open to you is spiritual. And that's why when you spend time in prayer like that, hearts open. Amen. Hearts open to you. 
hearts open. So if you are here today and it looks like nobody is even remembering to help you, I'm telling you the remedy. Amen. Spend time. Just stay there praying tongues. When you come out, <laughs> a, a brother was saying the same thing. He was praying. Spending time praying. They had no food. It's the neighbor that came and said, Ah, you pray over today. Did I say you go chop today? And they cook rice and make we eat. That neighbor has never given him food. Boiled everything, came and then served the food. <laughs> We're just eating rakatayaba. That's it. Why, why is eating and say like, like this thing it works? <laughs> this thing works. But you see how it happened to the neighbor was that ah, this guy really prayed today. He might need to eat. Let me share this food with him. But he doesn't understand that God has opened his heart. When I was younger, my mom had a problem with that. She would say, now, I want, I want to give you something. But you will say, now, it's your faith now that's making me give you. <laughs> I said, are you... I cannot deny the fact that it's my faith. Amen. <laughs> say, take. <laughs> but you were calling money in prayer. And the people around you start responding. Amen. And those responses, you will receive them all. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Take it to